Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Kerry Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. This is going to be an awesome interview tonight. I am honored to have Eve to Adam coming on. They are releasing their album tomorrow, Locked and Loaded, so it's going to be a great show tonight. We're going to hone in on this new album that is just phenomenal. So if people are fans of these guys, you know how far they've come. They've released four albums prior to Locked and Loaded, and uh, personally, this is one of their best yet, even though I've been a huge fan of their music for some time now. So if you're tuning in tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you'd like to call in, I have a chat room open. The number is 805-243-1320. So we're going to wait for Taki, the lead singer, who will be calling in tonight and will be doing the interview with me. Just want to also introduce people to my show if anyone new is tuning in tonight. I started the show approximately a couple of years ago with the concept in mind to create a forum so I could bring people on in the entertainment industry and really help support and promote them. A little bit about myself. Um, my background is in clinical psychology, and uh, that's what my doctorate is in. But my show is uh, purely meant for entertainment purposes. This is not formal therapy, so I always put that out there. So one of the things I really wanted to do was combine my passion for interviewing coupled with the entertainment industry. Um, I love writing. I do some writing for some magazines. I'm also a singer-songwriter as a solo artist with an album out. So I thought, what a better thing to do than combine my passions and uh, bring it to the forum to create a way to support people. Um, personally, I've done everything independently, and I know a lot of these uh, musicians, comedians, filmmakers, people I've had on my show have really put a lot of hard work in and persevered throughout their careers to get to where they're at today. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession, and um, let's do an introduction for Eve to Adam, and hopefully uh, Taki will be calling in, actually. He's uh, in the board right now. I see him there. So let me do a nice introduction for these guys, and then I'm going to bring him on. Okay, so as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, personally, I have been a huge fan of this band, a big supporter of these guys ever since I uh, heard several years ago, their hit single, Gift. And uh, if people are a fan of these guys, you'll know that song. It's a great song. So everyone will recognize them also from other hit singles they've had out, including Run Your Mouth and uh, Reach, which was off their album Banquet for a Starving Dog. And that's just a great album. I really love it. But I feel with this new album, Locked and Loaded, which I mentioned in the beginning, it's out tomorrow. So you've got to download it, pick up a copy. It is just, I really feel that they brought their music to just a whole new level with this album. I mean, it still has Eve to Adam's original, unique sound, and that's one of these things these guys really have captured is this is not a cookie-cutter band. They are kind of all their own in their own category, but the album is just phenomenal. I mean, they've worked with some amazing producers and uh, musicians on this album, and they just, they really did a great job. I mean, to me personally, every single could be a hit single. But tonight we're going to debut Straight Jacket Supermodel, which everyone knows has been out for a little time now, and they just released their newest single, Immortal, which, again, to me, it's awesome. I could hear it in the soundtrack of a movie. It just really captures kind of that uh, type of a Superman type of theme where you're going to really capture something where it's like a superhero idea for me. It's just a great track. Uh, the past year, the band has been extremely busy touring with Texas Hippie Coalition, which they finished up a tour with this summer, and they're currently going to be doing some shows for 10 years. 
Um, so please go to the website, evetoadam.com. It's going to be a great interview. Let me just also thank Ian Joskovitz from uh, 3 to 5 Entertainment as well as um, Chipster from uh, Chipster PR who helped me set up this interview tonight, and it's just been great working with them. So let's bring uh, Taki on and uh, start this interview. Hey, hello, how hello. are you? Hello, hello. Good. How, how are you, Carrie? <laughs> Good. How's it's it going? great to have you back on. It's just a, it's a pleasure watching your journey and just seeing you guys progress, and it's really cool. Well, thank you for having me back on and uh, and for all the support you've been You've been giving us, and um, you know, uh, you know, just it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, what a journey it has been. And it's uh, <laughs> on the eve of the release date here. It's, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be speaking with you today. Cool. Yeah, it's it's just really an honor, and I'm humbled too. I try to get bands on if I can, like prior to the release, because it's just such a cool feeling to say, you know, it's coming out tomorrow. So, really, just you know, proud of you guys and just everything you've accomplished with this album. So we're really going to hone in on that tonight. Um, but you know me, I like to kind of take a little bit of a step back and let people really learn about who you guys are as a band, how you guys came together. So just let's, you know, go back to the past a little bit and give some background information just personally on yourself and, you know, growing up, how did you get involved in music so people can really get a feel of who you guys are. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're we're a New York City hard rock band. Um, officially, uh, our first release came out in 2001 but really been on a national level since about 2007. So, um, you know, we've, uh, my brother and I started this band. Um, we were originally, we grew up in Florida. My brother and I were born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I went to school in Florida and I went to music school, at university of Miami, Florida. And, um, you know, we, uh, <clears throat> we decided to move up to New York city in 1998, uh, in the quest of finding a badass guitar player to start a really killer band. And, um, you know, it brought us up here to the Big Apple where we found Gara Bali in New Jersey, um, from the New Jersey, New York area. And, you know, the rest is pretty much written in the historical annals of the Internet. Um, you can pretty much look up <laughs> anything else on us. Uh, it's pretty well written and, and well versed. But um, long story short, you know, the three of us have been together um, 12 years now. As a band, um, we've been through um, a few different lineups. You know, we've yeah. always had a hard time keeping a bass player, it seems. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to, I'm, you know, we'll talk about that as the show progresses and stuff. You're doing a nice synopsis right now of kind of talking about how you guys came together and came to New York and everything. Um, and I don't yeah. want to interrupt, but just digress a tiny bit with, you know, you growing up as a kid, was music something you always wanted to do? Was this something that you got into a little later in life. When did you kind of get to the decision of, you know, I want to make this career? Yeah. Well, you know, for me as a teenager, um, I was like 13 and, uh, you know, my brother and I grew up in the, the height of the MTV era, you know, um, mm -hmm. when it was, it was true music television. It was all about, um, it was all about rock, really rock, hair metal, hard rock. Um, I think, uh, the moment I could, the singular moment where I really decided I, I knew I wanted to be, you know, a singer um, in a band was when I first saw Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle. Um, there was something so powerful about that about that that band and uh, the presence of Axl Rose and his the power of his voice. Um, you know, that was the first. Even though I started off playing guitar, you know, as a kid, um, I 
graduated into becoming a vocalist because I never could find a singer for all the cover bands we were in. <laughs> um, so I decided to start singing myself. But um, Guns N' Roses was really the group for me that 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 you know inspired me to want to you know um, to, to go on this journey. You know, and um, cool. for for a kid that's a, the son of a physician, you know, and I grew up in a retirement community in Sarasota, Florida, you know. Um, it wasn't an easy feat <laughs> to try to, to, uh, you know, to, to be a rock and roller, you know, it's pretty much, um, the opposite of everything that, um, I was taught or the environment that I grew up in, you know, I mean, it was really kind of going in the opposite direction. Um, you know, I was blessed to have, blessed to have a great family, um, uh, you know, really great parents yeah. that were uh, uh, supportive of everything really, um, even in music, initially they were very supportive. As long as my father always said it didn't become a profession or, or you know, or, or a singular obsession. Which of course, you know, anytime you tell a kid you can't do this, that's exactly <laughs> what they want to do. <laughs> you know, so um, that's pretty much how that started. Um, it, you know, and, music and for me was always a release. It was always an escape. It was always a place where you know, as an adolescent, no matter uh, what you were going through. You could put on a CD, um, you know, your favorite group, and, and you, you could get lost in that material and get lost in that album. And sure. that's what it always was for me. You know, it was a sanctuary, uh, a place where nothing really could reach me, you know. So Definitely. I think early on I, I discovered that, and I've never let go, you know, of that place. And I've, I've just wanted more and more of that, you know, as, as, I, as I grew up and as I became an adult, you know, um, the quest was no longer to be, a listener, but to be, you know, be the origin of that feeling and to, and, and to become, um, a, you know, a successful writer and a, and a performer, you know, to, to not only be inspired, but to become the reason for the inspiration. So it's been a long journey, but, um, it's yeah, something so, that has been rewarding along the way, obviously, um, at every turn. Definitely. Definitely. And when did your, now did your brother growing up with you, the drummer. Yeah, my brother uh, Alex. Alex is, yeah, he's my to. younger did brother. Did he always want to? Did he always want to be a musician, or was that something that you know he dabbled in, and and you encouraged him to become a part of this project? Because I know, like you said, you guys were kind of the cornerstone until you brought uh, Ali on for the you know the guitar position that has been with you pretty much since you know the inception of the band. Yeah, well, it's always been him and I. Um, it's just the two of us, you know. Um, so. You know, we've. He was always, you know, he always stuck by me. You know, he's always uh, wanted to do what I wanted to do. You know, and and um, it, you know, music was a, sim a similar thing for him. You know, the first time he ever sat down at a drum kit, you know, um, he knew exactly, I think, what he wanted to do. He had so much fun, you know, banging on those things that it was something that he, he wanted to do, you know, constantly. So um, it was a perfect fit for his personality. Um, you know, as being as being a singer for me was was perfect um, perfect outlet for me. You know, to be able to vent anger and frustration and whatnot. So um, it's something that was easier those... for us to do being together. You know, obviously being together, you know, weathering this kind of storm. You know, music is a difficult avenue for mu a multitude of reasons. But when you have, you know, um, somebody with you that's also your family, you know, it, it, it's it's easier to weather that storm. Definitely. Definitely. So you guys, as you said, you, you formed in kind of the late 90s is when you guys came together. How did you particularly come up with this name, Eve to Adam? And I think that's something I kicked, I kicked myself for last time talking because I remember getting off. Well, we did like an hour plus interview and I'm like, 
I think I forgot to ask them about how they came up with the name, and I'm always interested in hearing the story or meaning behind that. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with Eve to Adam. Yeah, well, um, we my brother and I started a professional career um, really early on, uh, getting signed to um, Desmond Child's production company. And uh, for mm-hmm. those of you that don't, that don't know, Desmond Child is one of the biggest songwriters in the world. He's very well, uh, world-renowned for writing some of the biggest hits of the 80s and 90s with bands such as, um, you know, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Kiss, um, Joan Jett, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So um, as I was attending the University of Miami School of Music, um, I was blessed enough to get an internship at his company. And um, after my brother graduated high school, he also attended the University of Miami. And so as we were down there, we, you know, as we've always done, we started a band down there together and just started jamming. And we were able to... Um, intrigued Mr. Child enough into giving us a development deal and getting his input and you know we were um wow. you know, lucky enough to 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 see you know what what the other side looks like you know um being being in an atmosphere where um you know hit songs are being created and and albums are being recorded by some of the biggest stars in the world you know getting a uh, a first first look into that into that world was um you know very compelling for us um we learned a lot in that in that short time, um, but you know, due to some differences in opinions of what kind of band we wanted to be and the the avenue of, of, of rock specifically that we wanted to pursue, you know, hard rock metal, um, it was a bit of a we had a bit of a difference in opinion um, with how what we wanted to approach quick, things to, and develop. Taki, not to not to interrupt. What did he want to push you guys towards? Because I was reading a little bit about that last night when I was doing some research and. There was some information I could find, but it was it was limited. So, what was his ultimate, you know, idea of putting you guys together as a band? What type of genre did he want to push you guys in? Well, I mean, look, you know, he he always kind of came from more of a pop rock point of uh, point of view, right? And um, you know, that was just something that for us, even being as young as we were at the time, we just knew that we wanted to be in a more of an or an organic project that you know. Um, reflected more of our influences and allowed us to develop ourselves in a sense without our, our, our identity being um, sculpt, sculpted for us, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't know a lot, but we knew that whatever it was we were going to become, it had to be something that we were comfortable with and that we could grow with over time. And, you know, just um, having, you know, great songs written for you and hand to you where you could just kind of, you know, uh, you know, input your own voice and just, it wasn't, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't real right. enough for us in a sense, you know, and I just think a lot of it, you know, looking back on it now with hindsight, you know, it's just that we were so young, we didn't know enough about ourselves and, you know, it was just a bit of a disconnect there. I mean, you're dealing with a, um, you know, a personality and a presence uh, of somebody who has, has, you know, had so much success and has been able to right. really, um, you know, uh, make such an impression with his style that it was just uh, overwhelming. You know, I mean, we just we were overshadowed by that, I and mean, it was it was just it was a little bit too much uh, initially. Um, that being said, we learned a lot very quickly, very early on, and I think sometimes knowing what you don't want to do, um, you know, allows you to focus on on the things you do want to accomplish. You know, so right. for us, what was clear was that you know, a change of atmosphere and a change of place 
um, was necessary. And uh, having grown up in Florida and, and, and pretty much feeling that we had exhausted um, our development there, you know, we were looking for challenges, and that's what brought us to New York City. Nice. And so the first – and the question I asked before we were getting into the whole, you know, Desmond Child stuff – was how did you guys come up with Eve to Adam? So where did you come up with the name and give us just a little bit of a, a background on the uh, meaning behind it? Yeah. Well, that's that's a funny story, actually. Um, well, the first time I actually came to New York City, um, we were flown up here, uh, my brother and I, to meet um, Desmond Child's manager, who was going to be also managing the project. And um, first time in New York, you know, it was such an amazing experience, you know, and um, meeting Winston Simone, who, who was a gentleman and, and really nice, you know, really nice to us and very supportive. Um, I remember having having a meeting with him where he was like, look, we're going to go through with this and, you know, we really need, this this project needs a title, it needs a name. And at the time, my mother had given me this really, um, really great poetry book that she had inscripted a really nice message to me as as to going on this journey and, and, you know, kind of expressing her support for, for what we were trying to do. And it was in that book as I was sitting at the airport at LaGuardia waiting for our flight to return to Miami, I was flipping through the book and remembering what, you know, Winston had said to me. And as I was going through different, um, different authors and periods of, of, um, composition, I came across John Milton's Paradise Lost. And um, I had been taking a philosophy course in college, and um, we had just covered Milton. So I was kind of, like, intrigued by that. And so I was just as I was kind of scanning through that poem, I came across the section Eve to Adam. And I just remember, for one reason or another, the name just really kind of illuminated itself to me. You know, it kind of popped Mm -hmm. off the page, you know. And I just really remember thinking that I wanted a name for a band that wouldn't exactly um, tell you what kind of music it was. It wasn't, you know, it would allow us opportunity to grow and and would have a little bit of ambiguity to it in a sense. So it didn't, um, you know, it was nondescript in a sense, you know. And, um, you know, it's something we lived with for a while and just, you know, searching for a band name can be like the hardest thing in the world at times. (laughs) And so, you know, especially when there's so many, so many avenues that have already been, you know, traveled and so many cliches that have already been done. Um, it's, it's a name that we just couldn't shake, you know, and I, um, I, I just thought the idea of rock and roll and the idea of rebellion and the idea of temptation, um, you know, when you think about Eve to Adam and the handing of that apple, you know, to, to make that decision, you know, of fighting into that temptation and giving into that, um, I thought cool. it made a really great, a great, you know, platform for building a rock band around, you know. Very and, nice. um that was quite some time ago, and, and now we, you know, as time has progressed, it seems like the name in a lot of ways is more relevant than ever. So um, I'm happy we stuck with it, and I'm happy that we grew into it. Cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, that's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that, because I never knew the relevance behind it, but that's just, uh, that's cool. Really cool. And like you yeah, said, no I think problem. it's very symbolic for, like you're saying, just kind of your journey as a band and musicians and, and some of the things that you guys have, you know, the challenges you've had along the way and how you've been able to persevere and overcome them at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's really relevant. So tell us a little bit about, and then we're going to start getting into, we'll definitely check out Straight Jacket Supermodel in a few minutes. Um, 
give us a little background because I wasn't aware that you had had, you know, several albums released before Banquet for a Starving Dog when I first was kind of introduced to you guys. And as I was reading last night, you know, I'm reading about Auburn Slip and Antidote and some of these, you know, earlier albums you had guys had had out. Um, tell us about a little bit, which I thought was interesting. I was reading about this. When you initially set out as a band, like back in the really late 90s, um, and you were, I guess you were on a show with Motley Crue and the Scorpions, and you didn't even have a CD. Tell us a little bit yeah. about how you landed. How did you land that? And, and that was just such an interesting thing. You guys don't have a CD, and you're playing with these bands. So, you know, and then that can kind of start leading up to you know, the banquet for a starving dog. Give us a little background. Yeah, well, that that, that was all part of um part of our development deal with Dustin Entertainment. And, um, oh, okay. That was, yeah, that was Desmond Child. You know, that was part of that era. Um, that was in his, you know, hope to further develop us, and he wanted us to have that road experience, you know. So it was our first tour, and, um, you know, they were able to secure us, um, I, I think it was like 14 or 15 shows we did, um, opening on the Levi's uh, new artist stage at the time. Um, okay. And it was opening. It was on the Maximum Rock Tour uh, with Motley Crue and Scorpions at the time. So, you know, we grew up with Motley Crue, and it was, like, just such a surreal experience to be part of that wow. tour package for, for that last leg of that tour. And, um, yeah, it was it was uh, – it was it was interesting because you know, we were such young artists and and uh, we we didn't even have an album yet but we were playing songs that we were hoping to record um, later on maybe three or four months you know after that experience happened right. and um, so yeah it was it was it was kind of uh, putting the cart before the horse in a sense but but it was something we needed to go through and experience because it it, it certainly you know opens your eyes to a whole different world and when you're playing in front of you know, larger audiences in a sense, and you know, you start things start to to change. You start to shift and, sure. and shape into different performer, and 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 you start to think about things that weren't quite as apparent to you before. You know, so it was an awesome experience, and all it really did for us was is feed the fire even more. To uh, when you get a small taste of that, it's something that never leaves you as a performer. You 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 just you thirst for it more, and, and it's just. Um, uh, you know, makes makes the quest that much more um, thrilling. You know, so I really am thankful for that experience because it's um, it's something one of the best summers of my life, and and uh, I look back on it very fondly, especially being nice. as um, kind of naive as we were at that time. But yet, there's certain impressions that happened at that time that never left us. You know, and are still with us today. Very cool. No, that's really cool. I wasn't sh I wasn't aware that that was connected to like you were saying the Desmond Child stuff, but that's really cool. Very cool for your like you said, very young and kind of new to the whole scene in the industry and awesome. Very yeah, nice. and so what 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 really kind of happened with us is that you know we were offered an opportunity that we really knew wasn't the right opportunity for us, and you know we had to kind of go our own way. You know, so kind of. Being in a situation where you had such influential people and you were in a circle of, 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 you know, kind of the top tier of the business, you know, Alex and I at a very young age decided to kind of walk away from that and kind of go our own way, you know. So we, we went from, you know, being in that arena to being in an independent artist, you know, arena and mm -hmm. basically, you know, the do-it-yourself world of, of, of um, you know, development on your own and finding uh, – you know your own um, 
financial support or, you know, budgets and, and, and whatnot that you need to record and tour. And, you know, it was really um, the pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other. But Definitely. Um, the thing is, you know, Alex and I really knew from, you know, like I said, from a young age that, you know, what we wanted to do, we wanted it to be real and we wanted it to resonate within ourselves. And it had to be something that we would feel proud that we, we could represent, you know, um, and stand behind, you know, building it. So building it on our own, you know, just seemed like the just the natural thing to do. Did anyone ever, especially you mentioned your father, you know, just to digress for a minute early on being a physician and, you know, it sounded like trying to maybe, you know, push in a direction of being a career-oriented person, you know, a long time ago before you guys were where you are today. Did anyone at any point say that even though you guys wanted to walk away from the Desmond Child thing and, like you said, do it yourself, do it your own way, make sure the sound was what you guys were passionate about, did anyone say you guys are crazy or try to, you know, persuade you not to walk away, use it as, like, maybe a launching pad? Well, you know what, it's, you know, I was really lucky to have, you know, as much as my father was kind of a, he was against us trying to do music professionally from from the mm-hmm. get-go, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I mean, my brother and I, are, um, you know, are the sons of immigrant parents, and, you know, my dad's a, you know, very successful physician, but he's done it, you know, with an amazing work ethic and discipline and repetition and, you know, all things that when you're 20 and in love with rock and roll (laughs) sound like prison (laughs) to you, you know what I mean? So it's, um, it was, it was a, it was a hard um, situation from the beginning, you know, because Alex Mm -hmm. and I were, you know, fighting with our parents from the very beginning and, and they were kind of the first obstacle we had to overcome. But after we had uh, gotten that deal initially with Desmond and whatnot, I mean, my parents knew how things were going and they were supportive of us in the sense that they knew we had a lot of conviction in what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. So they were supportive right. of that. And that, that did make it easier, you know? Um, cool. It's it's a hard Very road, cool. music. You know, it's not an easy road. Well, it is. Um, and, and I think you guys personally, because like you said, you wanted to do it your way. You, you made it, maybe initially even harder just because you guys had made up your mind of what you guys wanted to do versus just kind of letting someone, like you said, mold you into something so that you guys could, you know, have a career from the, from the start. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, just, know, I didn't feel comfortable becoming one of those bands that, yeah. you know, my brother and I, I always had, had kind of ridiculed, you know what I mean? And then all of right. a sudden we had this opportunity <laughs> where it was right there on the table. And, and, and if we had taken that, uh, you know, opportunity, we would have become what, what we loathe basically. So right. we would have been hypocrites and, and we just, right. we just couldn't do that as much as, as much as it was at the expense of a, an amazing opportunity and maybe one that has taken us, you know, the greater part of a decade to get back to um, a similar footing or level, you know, but we had to do it our own way. And, you yeah. know, um, it's, it's almost like a Greek mythological story of like, um, you know, Ulysses, you know, and, and his odyssey, you know, and going, uh, you know, going your own way and, and knowing yeah. that the journey is complicated, but knowing that you will, you know, eventually reach your destination, uh, no matter how much time it will take or, or how hard the, the trip can be. You know, Definitely. I can say to you now, I can say to you now that it's ultimately worth it, but there have been moments along, along the trip where um, there have been dark days and, and times where, uh, you know, you just, you absolutely want to, want to walk away and quit, you know, um, right. But, you know, you, uh, you know, it's that's what being in a band is is great. You know, when you have other people 
with you. They, they're there for you in those times, and they, they keep you in the game. You know, I couldn't imagine having done this by myself. Uh, I never would have made it. You know, so I'm, I'm happy right. to uh, happy to be here with uh, you know standing here with my brothers. You know, at Garv and Alex, because it's been a uh, a rewarding journey, and as as long as it's taken us to get here, it feels like it's really just beginning. Yeah, and it's funny you said that when you use like the Greek mythology thing, but as you're talking about it and walking away, I'm thinking of the poem by Robert Frost, you know, The Road Not Taken, mm-hmm. and right. it just like right. that for some reason just kind of hit home as you're talking about that. And personally, I totally know what you mean. And sometimes it's that different road you take that maybe doesn't start out the way you hoped, but it does in the end get you to where you need to be. And I think that's yeah. just you know perfect for you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Very cool. Well, let's do this. We're definitely going to talk about more stuff about the band and uh, definitely want to fit in the two singles tonight. So let's talk a little bit about Straight Jacket Supermodel and uh, give us a little bit of information okay. about the uh, what the song means. It's a really cool video. I, I remember when I heard it the first time on uh, Sirius XM Octane, I was like, oh, you to Adam's back at it again. So that was just you know, the time to get in touch with uh, the PR people and get you guys ready to come back on. So tell us a little bit about that song and uh, what it means, and then we're going to check it out. Yeah, well, sure. Straight Jacket Supermodel, um, when we came off the road last year with Creed, um, we went right into, you know, um, pre-production and writing for the next album. And um, one thing that I was really adamant about with my management was that I, I really was looking forward to writing with new people. And mm-hmm. and collaborating with people, you know. Um, so um, we were really lucky to the timing worked out, you know, that they reached out to um, an array of different people. But Eric Bass had been coming off of the um, the uproar tour with Shine Down, and expressed some real interest in working with us. So schedule permitted, and we were able to fly down to Charleston, South Carolina, and um, and work with Eric and. The first song that we actually came up with was for this new album was Straight Jacket Supermodel, and it was um, it was a real blast working with Eric. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's always it's always really great to to be in a situation where you can collaborate with someone, have a lot of fun, and still walk away learning things from the mm-hmm. experience. You know, so it was a really enriching situation, and. Um, one that, you know, provided us with the first single for this album. And it, the song was very important because it um, it really reinvigorated our label and our management um, as to the um, the potential of the band, you know. So it really got everybody excited, um, cool. not just the band, but everybody we work with. So it, it kind of um, it opened up a new door, you know, not just sonically, but just, um, you know, ambition-wise. And 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 um, the horizon line seemed, you know, it seemed a whole lot sweeter. <laughs> so so <laughs> we um we um we we laid down that track in two days, and we flew back to New York, and everybody was really excited about everything, and it just kind of cast a new light for us. And um, the song itself, you know, I, I've been quoted as saying it's, you know, it was inspired um, by the show Dexter. Um, so I'm a fan of that show, and 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 the, the song itself had a real kind of um, crime scene sensibility to it, you know, and and it had that industrial kind of feel to it too. Also, with you know a little bit of a Nine Inch Nails, Stepping Westward influence that I've sure. always been a fan of. Also, so you know, Straight Jacket Supermodel, you know, it, it's it's about the quest for fame, and 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 you know what motivates you to do it, and how 
you know, how, how, um, how fame can be, you know, the quest for that can, you know, can be so seductive and, 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 you know, it could change you, you know, um, and how dangerous that can be and what a lie it ends up being in a sense. Um, but also relishing in the power of that, you know, uh, sometimes itself can be, um, you know, very obsessive and, and, and can bring you, you know, face to face with a different animal that you didn't even think you were capable of, you know, and that animal lies within, you know? So I, I think that song, you know, it describes itself to many people, I think, because a lot of people can identify with it. I think everybody has a little bit of that side inside of us, you know, and, um, it's a lot of fun to play and it's, um, it's a lot of fun to see people's reactions, you know, uh, when they're jamming out to the song, you know, so I really enjoy the song. It was a lot of fun making it and, um, we really enjoy performing it. So I think anytime you get that connection between an artist enjoying what they're doing on stage mm-hmm. and, and then having the audience relate back to it with that connection, I think it, it makes for, um, you know, a magical three and a half minutes. So, yep, there you go. All right. Well, well, well put Taki. Let's, uh, Put you on hold. We're going to check it out, and then we'll come right back, okay? Right on. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone. Tonight, debuting, which you have heard before, I'm sure, all over terrestrial and uh, satellite radio, Straight Jacket Supermodel, which is off of Eve to Adam's new album, Locked and Loaded, which is out tomorrow on September 17th. So just be sure to pick a copy of it up. It is just a phenomenal album, and we're going to talk a lot more about it when we get back. Check it out, Straight Jacket Supermodel. I've got a plan. I know the game. Across the line and things will never be the same. It's got to be right. It's got to be clean. I got to cover all the spaces in between. Because I want to be someone The one you want to be like One of a kind Just do it if it feels right Fucking contagious
All right, everyone, welcome back. Amazing hits and goes straight jacket supermodel off of Locked and Loaded out tomorrow on September 17th by Eve to Adam. So be sure to pick up a copy. Just want to do a couple of quick plugs and then we will bring Taki right back on. And I hope I'm saying his name correct. He can correct me if I'm wrong. All right, everyone, be sure to check out Gavin's Den if you're a fan of comedy. I'm a big uh, Howard Stern fan and it's a really cool podcast. Davin's Den is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or learn more about the show. Go to Davin's Den page at davincomedy.com and that's spelled D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. Also, please check out uh, TalentSpotlightMagazine.net, amazing online magazine. They do interviews with musicians, bands, comedians, filmmakers. It's a really great uh, magazine, so uh, really nice, comprehensive, detailed uh, interviews that they do, so check them out. All right, let's bring Taki back on. All right, hey there, awesome, awesome song. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for playing. Love I appreciate it. it. Great stuff. Really cool stuff. So let's uh, talk a little bit about because we're definitely going to feature Immortal in a little bit. Um, I know you talked about, and you don't have to get into the personal stuff because you can talk about how much you feel comfortable with, but it's interesting. You noted early on in the interview that you have had some lineup changes along the way, um, you know, again, with you, your brother, and uh, Ali being the, you know, the core structure of the band. What have been some of the struggles, you think, in terms of especially securing a bass player, so to speak? Um, well, you know, look, <laughs> every band has, like, a revolving door member. I know. Some bands, it's a drummer. Some bands, you know, sometimes it's a keyboard player or something. But, you know, a lot of right. times it can be the bass player. You know, it, it depends. For us, it was a bass player kind of thing, you know. And, you know, honestly, we've had some awesome guys along the way. I, I don't have mm-hmm. anything bad to say about any of them. They've all, you know, they all did their time with us, and they, they all brought their own contributions. And, you know, they represent kind of different stages in our development. Um, like I said before, it's, it's a long journey, you know, sometimes. Right. You know, you, you're the kind of, you're lucky enough to get that quick uh, rise to the top that some bands get, but that they don't really sustain. They don't last very long. Or, or you kind of get the other opposite, you know, um, story, right. which is like <laughs> what's happened to us, which is over time you develop and you kind of, you, you ramp up to a moment. And, you know, at that maturity level, you know, you sustain from there on, you know. So uh, we're obviously, that's our story. And, you know, being that it's a long journey, you know, sometimes people just, they their minds change. They look for different things. They it's a comfort level. It's a lifestyle yeah. thing. It's you know honestly this this band has really been built on you know live shows and and and, and touring. You know I mean since right. Queen since our release of Queens to Eden in 2007, you know the band has been on much more of a national national level. And you mentioned Gift before. You know, um, we yeah, were picked up by XM in 2008. You know, the band's notoriety went to a different level. So from really 2007 to now, you know, the band's been on more of a national stage. So, you know, in that time, you know, you know, it's it, people, life is, yeah. you know, it's complicated, you know, and it's not the easiest uh, career, you know, so to speak at times. So, you know, um, my brother and I, you know, we've been, uh, lucky enough to 
you know, had the opportunity to keep going. You know, we've also made personal sacrifices, though, to do that. You know, uh, neither of us are married. Uh, we don't have any children. You know, these wow. are things that you, you, you sure. don't, you know, you know, we're both in our 30s, you know, and it's like uh, it's something that it's just kind of the way we decided to do things. You know, when you're so immersed in something and seeing it through, um, it's difficult to have, uh, you know, to be married or to have, you know, the um, – the, you know, the responsibilities of being a parent and, you know, some people can do it for us. It wasn't in the cards right now, you know, um, right. and the way that we're so immersed in, in this band and making sure that it, it got to where it needed to be, you know, it was just something personal decision that um, timing and financially wasn't possible right now, you know? So, right. so that's, that's, you know, that's something that yeah, that's well you know, it's a personal I, choice, I can... you know? But Definitely. it's something we'd like to we'd like to fulfill somewhere down the line sooner than later. But you know, it's uh, when you're in a band, it's like you're married to multiple people as it is. You know, I feel like I've been married, <laughs> exactly. you know, to to Garov and, and and Alex for you know over a decade. So it's a complicated <laughs> situation, you know, and you know, so it's it's not easy. But like I said, personal sacrifice. You know, music is you know is a passion that requires um, a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifice. You know, and um, that's what I tell a lot of young musicians to come to our shows, you know, and ask me for advice on different things. And really all I say is that, I, you know, make sure that you, you know, you love this more than anything else, you know, um, mm-hmm. because that that's really what it takes. It really takes that level of, of, of commitment, um, you know, that, that moment of when you're creating your songs or, or performing that solo, you know, or taking that stage, that, that rush of adrenaline, you know, um, that moment has to really be, all-encompassing for you because, you know, you're going to be challenged by everything along the way um, right. to, to make sure you can replicate that moment over and over again, you know. And so that's really my only advice. I, I never the guy to tell, you know, a young musician, you know, so when I was 20 years old, I wouldn't have wanted to hear it, you know. So I, I don't <laughs> try to say, you know, don't do this or don't don't get involved or don't go to school or everybody's got to make their own decisions and you got to do, you know, you got to cut your own path. But, you know, I just, my whole thing is that if you are truly, truly in love with music and it's really something that you feel is self-sustaining, you know, just with that passion, then mm-hmm. then I think you can do it. You can do it. But you have to have that passion because the road to success in, in this in this, uh, in, in this world, yeah. in this business, is very, very, very difficult. And literally right. everything that meets you along the way is almost there to take something away from you, you know, mm-hmm. and challenge you in, in, in a in a negative way, you know. So um, it's uh, it's a difficult path, but it's also been very rewarding. You know, I've met some amazing people along the way. I've forged some amazing friendships, um, and I've had experiences, you know, good and bad that I would have never had otherwise if I had done something else right. with my life. So, so you know, I'm thankful for it, and I don't uh, I take responsibility for things you know what I mean I'm not bitter about you know what other people did in their time while I was doing this you know I have friends that live in million dollar mansions you know and are very successful in other things but you know they wish they could have done what I did in a sense but they you know they made different decisions and at the same point I'm really proud of what we've accomplished but you know I don't have a million dollar mansion but you know it's never that was never really important to me Uh, you know I grew up Mm -hmm. a different way and I, I really always was um, more about the art and, and more about chasing down, um, you know, being being a great performer and, and becoming a better writer, you know. So 
Right. So that was always enough for me. And, you know, in that sense, this, this ride has been an amazing time for me, you know, and, awesome. um, you know, going to immortal, you know, people ask me, what is this song about? And, you know, I co-wrote that song with Garv and Dave Bassett, who's an amazing mm-hmm. writer and, and, and a really great producer. Um, he's out of Malibu, California. Um, many of you are familiar with his work from his, um, his accomplishments and hits with Shine Down and Hailstorm and Adelita's nice. Way, along among another multitude of artists that, um, you know, the man has had many number ones in the, in the last few years. And we were very lucky to, to have an opportunity to work with him at the end of the Hailstorm tour last year. Um, Garb and I flew out to Malibu and spent a week there and wrote three songs. And the three songs that are on the album are Let's Burn, um, Shut Out the World, and Immortal. And Immortal was okay. the last song that we wrote at, at the end of that session. And um, people that know me, you know, know that I like to, I'm a, you know, I'm a gym rat. I, I like to keep in shape, you know, so I can perform <laughs> the best of my ability, you know. And, you know, one day I was working out in the hotel gym and we went to the studio and we were kind of digging around to see what we were going to write for the third song. And I had this concept come to me, this this title, while I was working out, as a lot of my ideas do, when I stimulate endorphins, I just, I get high on that, and I just, you know, I get, I get concepts, I get things that I want to, I want to work out later right. in the studio, so, so I went to Dave, and I was like, you know, Dave, I got this, this idea for this song, Immortal, and, and it's like, you know, along the way, I've been inspired by, you know, I'm into football and basketball, and sports, you know, it's always been kind of part of my upbringing, you know, and, you know, this concept of people that leave legacies behind, you know, mm-hmm. that um, just can't be erased. You know, they achieve a level of greatness and um, leave a legacy behind that's it's on a different level. You know, there's, uh, there's always good and then there's great, you know, and the great ones, they live forever, you know. And so that's kind of where that concept that's of immortal cool. was birthed, you know. And then we took it to a personal scope, which is the endurance of this band, and mm-hmm. the quest to endure and, and to overcome and to succeed and what you have to go through in that time to get to where you want to be and the obstacles and the hurdles that you have to overcome. And, you know, it, it's an affirm, self-affirmation anthem, you know, of, of recognizing what you've been through to get to where you are and who is no longer with you. You know, you start out it. as a group. <laughs> You know, you start out as a group, and everyone has similar right. intentions. But along the road, people drop out. People fall behind. People quit, you know. And, you know, so this song really tips its hat to to the concept and the notion of the quest for, for excellence, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, is one that's difficult. But um, accomplishing that goal is there's nothing sweeter. And, uh you know, that concept of immortality um, is really what, what was illustrated there with that with that idea. That's cool. No, I mean, it's just weird. I'm, like, thinking about my life as you're talking about that song, and it's just so perfect and, and so relevant to what you're saying, just kind of overcoming those hurdles, pushing yourself, and trying to always strive to be the best that you can and not letting people along the way knock you down. And it's just, yeah, it, it's so just kind of hits home in a weird way. So great, great. I love the meaning behind it. it. Interesting how when you start out writing a song, you know, Mm -hmm. from a personal point of view, and then it's interesting to watch how the scope of that song um, really becomes a universal theme, you know? Sure. And, 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 And it's, you know, it's my story, it's your story, 
It's the right. guys down the street story. It's the it's the marine story who came back wounded and, and now has to rehabilitate and learn how to walk again. It's the story of a single right. mother who is raising two children on her own. It's you know I mean this 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 concept really lends itself to so many walks of life. You know because um, you know there's there's so many great people out there that are overcoming things every day, even doing the little things to right. um, sustain themselves or make impressions on their children or, or um, you know, overcome personal hurdles that, you know, this song really, um, I, I think, describes many people's quests and journeys, you know? Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, with that being said, as well put that you uh, put it, no pun intended, uh, let's uh, check <laughs> it out and then we'll, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about uh, upcoming shows and what else is in store for the new album that's released tomorrow, okay? Very cool. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to the lead singer, Taki, from Eve to Adam, and here is the hit single, Immortal. This is also off of the new album, Locked and Loaded, which will be in stores tomorrow, 9-17. So definitely pick up a copy Again, as you said, this really can be applicable to anyone's life in terms of any struggles, challenges, and things that you've been able to kind of push through and overcome. So let's check it out. Immortal from Eve to Adam. I am immortal. I'll never fade away. I'm a legacy that lives beyond far beyond the grave. I am immortal. I'll never rest. Never gonna be, never gonna be, never be Don't pretend that you don't know now There's six feet 
right, everyone, welcome back again. Immortal from Eve to Adam off of their album Locked and Loaded out tomorrow on September 17th. So let's bring Taki back on and uh, start talking about what else is in store. Awesome, awesome song. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm we're, telling you, uh, we're it's really excited be in about a, that song. Yeah, it's going to be in the soundtrack soon. That that's that was the first time I heard that song. That was the first thing I thought is like either like you were talking about. You can hear it in maybe a football game, or you could see it in a superhero movie, or I just can yeah totally see it being played somewhere. So really great stuff. Well, that 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 would be really cool, and um, <laughs> you know we'll we'll see what happens. But right now it's exciting to see you know the reaction the fans are having, and uh, especially live too. And we um, we just played a radio uh, festival in Green Bay, Wisconsin, over the weekend. Um, for an awesome uh, radio station there, 94.7, The Late Laser. And um, they're uh, real supportive of the group, and uh, we had a chance to play with some killer bands there. And uh, we closed the show with Immortal and to see the reaction of people and, you know, kind of their, light, their heads light, you know, uh, eyes light up and, and, and they're singing along. And it's like that's the, that's the greatest feeling. I mean, that's what always reminds me um, why all this is worth it. Why you you're know? doing it, right. Right, definitely. So tell us a little bit about uh, the album title, which I know is one of the tracks, and again, another amazing track off of the album. How did you come up with the title? And uh, tell us a little bit about the artwork, too, which is a pretty interesting uh, concept you have for the uh, album cover. Well, um, Locked and Loaded is a, uh, there's an, there's a song on, on the album, um, you know, of the same title. So I co-wrote that song with Elvis Basquette, um, who was the main producer on the album, and uh, he also mixed the album. Um, amazing guy. Um, we met him through Mark Tremonti when we toured with Creed, and um, probably the most fun I've ever had in a studio, um, doing great work, you know, under pressure. But he has such a, you know, such a great attitude and awesome energy. Um, he makes work feel fun. You know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not work. So, it, you know, we had such a great time, and... Um, he had this riff that he had been holding on to for quite some time. And when we were working on vocals and, and, you know, kind of cutting track after track, um, he really respected my approach to, to, you know, to cutting vocals and, and we were really just had a great chemistry and he liked the sound of my voice. And mm-hmm. he, he gave me this, he gave me the riff to work with. And we, we wrote locked and loaded around that riff. And so, um, you know, when we submitted the song, when you know, after the record was wrapped, you know, um, we were kind of wrestling with it with an album title, and it was just kind of right there in front of us the whole time. And it was actually cool. Ian, my ma- Ian, my manager, who who actually said he was like, you know what, that hook in that song is such a great title for an album. What do you think about just mm-hmm. calling the whole thing "Locked and Loaded"? And then thinking about everything that went into this album and our approach to it, and really, you know. Um, you know, the pressure that's on us to, to really get this band to the next level and come up with the right, you know, the right material to, mm-hmm. to, to, to travel us there. Uh, it just seemed like the right title, you know, it just fell into place. And, um, you know, if you listen to the album, you know, and you see song after song after song, I mean, it is, um, it is stacked with big songs. And it is. We, it we, is. We, Definitely. Didn't waste, we didn't waste the track, you know, I mean, we didn't want to put any filler on it. We really wanted to put an album out there that people could buy and listen to from in its entirety from the beginning. And, um, you know, those, those are the kind of records we grew up on. And, you know, we, we wanted to, to give our fans 
you know, the best, the best album possible. And that's just making sure that there's as many great songs on there as possible with awesome production. So, you know, the title speaks for itself. And as far as the artwork goes, you know, I, I, um, I've always been a fan of James Bond and, um, old school, old school Bond posters. And I always thought that, um, some of the, you know, the female characters in the Bond movies are very dangerous and very seductive. And right, right. I thought going going along with the title of the band, Eve to Adam, and being that we really are living in a modern age, in the modern age of female strength and power, I thought, you know, what better than to have, you know, a, a really sexy girl on the cover, you know, which got a handgun next to her, and she's right. she's looking like, you know, you don't want to mess with this girl, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, she, she she seems like she, you know, she's very sexy, but, but very dangerous, you know? And yeah. um, I, I think that's, you know, how this album really, uh, I think visually it was, um, I, we wanted to do something for the guys, you know, we wanted to have, make sure the guys had something, you know, too. And so, so far a lot of, a lot of my, uh, my guy friends are like, you know what, at first I thought you were kind of crazy with that because I love that cover, man. I love it. It's so rock and roll. And, uh, you know what you're getting when you see that cover, you know, you know, what kind of band this is in a sense, you know, you know, it's a hard rock record, you know what I mean? It's not anything else. Yeah. You're not going to mistake it for anything else. So, so, you know, a little bit of history to the, you know, tipping our hat to uh, to classic James Bond posters and, um, you know, also a bit of a sign for the sign of the times, you know, considering everything that's been going on in society and in the news lately, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a combination of all those things. Yeah, definitely. I like the dichotomy. And like you said, you're really incorporating a lot of, you know, different dynamics to it and, and, in its entirety, it just it, it captures who you guys are. So it's yeah, really really well put, very cool. So what do you guys have in store in terms of you know the, the album's going to be out tomorrow, and I know I saw you guys were doing some shows with Ten Years. So tell us a little bit about upcoming shows where people can uh, check you guys out. Yeah, we're excited. We're really excited about doing those shows with Ten Years. Um, that's a band we've really respected for a long time. But mm-hmm. out of all the bands we've played with and toured with. We've never had the opportunity to um, to do shows with them, so it's really exciting. Um, you know, you always like to be out on the road with, with bands you want to check out. You know, and and we've been blessed to to, uh, to hang out with a lot of bands and play with a lot of bands that that we enjoy. You know, um, so that's this is another one like that. You know, so I think those they're um, they're all shows in the Midwest, so I think they're going to be really well attended. And uh, for us right now, we're so excited that the album is going to be out because we've been doing a lot of touring, um, playing songs, you know, preparing our live show for for the release of the album. But, you know, other than Straight Jacket Supermodel and a small clip of Immortal on the Texas City mm-hmm. Coalition tour, no one really knew the rest of the material. So we were really performing the majority of the set with songs that people hadn't heard yet. So that was a unique challenge, but it was really great to see the reaction of the crowd you know, by the second or third chorus, people singing along. That's always a great sign, cool. you know. So so I, I just, I'm so happy that this release date is here finally and that all <laughs> of our fans, you know, can get this album now and come to the shows knowing the material, you know. And um, it's just, you know, we've worked so hard to get to here, but I really feel that, you know, there's, there's still a lot of work to be done, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, you just have an amazing product, like, and you put it so well that's just stacked with literally hit after hit. I mean, I can't, like I said, uh, there's so many on it. Forgive is an amazing song, um, What Would You Kill? I mean, there's just, 
I mean, personally, I just yeah, the album's just great. It really is. So you know, thank you, again, thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you to you guys you. for just you know really putting that effort in and and you know producing probably one of your best yet. So yeah, I think I think it's um it's truly the culmination of everything we've you know we've gone through on this rec uh, on this track you know on this journey to get to here and you know um, I think as a band and as men we're we've reached a maturity level. Um, that, you know, we are, we're in our prime, you know what I mean? This band has, has, has really, um, you know, come to its full power and it's reflected on this album. And, um, you know, Luis Espaillat, who, who played on this album, you know, his mm-hmm. bass work was phenomenal and he's a phenomenal addition to this band, uh, live, you know, singing harmonies with me and playing, playing great with my brother. And then also Adam Latiff, who's, um, who's our touring rhythm guitar player, you know, um, is also a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, um, this band, this band right now, this is the greatest lineup we've ever had, and we've never been more powerful than that than, than we are right now. So, you know, um, I'm just I feel really I feel really lucky to still be here, and but I also feel that you know we've worked hard to get here, but to be at this point in our career, you know, and have to be better than ever. Is, is certainly something that you don't see a lot. It's usually, you know, it's usually you're on the other side of the hill going down, you know, at this right, point. But right. we're actually, we we feel like, you know, this is this is the best we've ever been. And, you know, um, time will tell. But, you know, if, if the last few shows have been any indication of the kind of energy we've been able to create and the reaction we've been able to get from people, um, I think this is going to be a um, a ride that's been well worth the fight. And it's going to be a lot of fun for us and the audience. So I'm I'm um, I'm primed for this, and I'm uh, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. So I'm That's definitely awesome. going to make the most of it. Yeah, and you guys again, it's well deserved, and you've you've worked so hard for it. So no one deserves it more than you guys right now in terms of that. So again, thank you, Karen. Really proud thank of you. seriously. So I'm looking thank forward you. to, of course, more music in the future. But for now, I'm going to enjoy Locked and Loaded. Um, so again, <laughs> you. You know, please keep in touch with me. You're always welcome back on the show. And, uh, you know, please, yeah, let me know about any upcoming tours, and hopefully I'll be able to check a New Jersey show out one of these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, um, you know? we've got, we're going to be touring through the rest of the year, and uh, okay. we've got some big, we have some big announcements coming up. We're, we're about to shoot the video for Immortal this week. We're working with a cool. fantastic uh, director named Davo. He's from the Chicago area. He's done some really killer videos for Seven Dust and Mindset Evolution, and As I Lay Dying. Wow. He's a ph- phenomenal director. We're shooting in this um, beautiful old theater. It was one of the five dream theaters that was made in the 20s. It's in Jersey City. Um, it's going to be a fantastic uh, background to a, a, a killer performance video for this song and the band. So that's something to look forward to. And then there's a really major tour announcement coming for the fall and winter of 2013. So stay tuned for that. There's a lot of stuff coming up with this band. And, um, you know, we're just happy to be here at the release date of Locked and Loaded. September 17th is here. And, um, you know, it's been a long ride here, but the the best is yet to come. Definitely. So please uh, also close with plugging where people can find you, too, all your social media sites. You know, just please plug all those. Yeah, absolutely. www.evetoadam.com, facebook.com forward slash evetoadam, twitter.com forward slash music. You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, you know, uh, we personally, I personally respond to all the messages on Facebook, 
So if you have a question about anything or a comment, whatever, you know, you can always write in, and I do my best. It takes me a little bit to get back to you sometimes because we're busy when we're on the road, but I, I always make a um, concerted effort to stay in touch with people. And always you can find us at the show. After the show, we're always hanging out by the merchandise and um, signing things and taking pictures with everyone. We really something that we really enjoy, you know, staying connected with our fans and meeting people. Um, we're really appreciative of people's efforts to come to the shows. A lot of people travel, you know, massive distances at times, and you know, their hard-earned money and their time. Um, mm-hmm. They make such an effort to come and see us that it, it, it means a lot to us. It really um, it's something that we, you know has always helped build the foundation of this band, and it's not, it's not anything we're looking to stop doing anytime soon, you know. We um, cool. we appreciate appreciate everybody's efforts, and we, we really enjoy meeting people um, at the show, so you can always find us there at the end of the show. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and I, you know, wish you guys nothing but continued success in your career and your, uh, your journey, and I know this album is just going to be a huge hit for you guys, so I'm just really looking forward to seeing everything else that's going to come. Well, I I look forward to uh, continuing this dialogue, and um, it's always a pleasure to do your show, and I look forward to many more. Okay, great. Much continued success to you guys, and uh, good luck on everything tomorrow. And to you, Carrie. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, Taki from Eve to Adam, and be sure to pick up their album tomorrow. Locked and Loaded on September 17th, which will be in stores. And, again, it's, it really is a great album. It's just, you know, song after song on it really is just uh, everyone could be a hit on it. So please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook if you have a Facebook page and you can uh, see all the upcoming events and guests that I have on. Again, there's probably over at least 200 podcasts by now, so I'd appreciate it if, you know, you would find something you like, comedians, filmmakers, musicians, and just – just support and check out all these just amazing people I've had the opportunity to interview on my show and support. Also, I'm on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And if you want to stay in touch on Facebook, I have two personal pages. Um, please find the one that's not maxed out and uh, send me a friend request. And, again, I appreciate everyone's support, too. I really put a lot of time and effort and uh, research into the show when I bring my guests on. And a lot of my guests have been really complimentary in terms of being able to see uh, that this isn't a show where I'm just asking some basic questions. We're really, you know, honing in on these people's lives and, and learning about who they are as well as, you know, talking about their artistry, whether it's comedy, music, etc. So next Monday, which is a week from today, we have a really cool band coming along. It's a rock band called Will Powerless. They're up and coming. They're coming out of Pennsylvania. So they'll be calling in next Monday, which will be the 23rd. And the week after that, another really cool up-and-coming band, a hard rock band titled Serosia. They're going to be torn with Seven Dots. So they will be coming on the 30th of September. Starting a book for October. So uh, other upcoming people I have is uh, Don Damison from VH1's That Metal Show. He's going to come on. A really cool creator of a kids' animated rock and roll series, Richard Sergiovanni of The Grimps. It's a really cool series that's going to be uh, hopefully hitting the TV show Airways soon. And also the alternative metal band Raw is releasing a new album in October. They'll be coming on soon, too. So lots of good upcoming shows. Again, please become a fan on Facebook, and I, I regularly update the page 
so people can uh, see what's coming up. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great night, and we will be back again, as I said, next Monday with the band Will Powerless at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Have a great night.